Um, have you ever been banned on Instagram for violating community guidelines based on bullying and violence? Um, no, but I know someone who has because they threatened my life. <laughs> yeah, that that's true. I did. Nicolina's act acting like uh, she wasn't in the wrong, even though I reported her comment on Instagram when she said she was going to murder me. No, I said I would fight you if you didn't like Steffi's photo of her underboob. And somehow, Instagram flagged that. I'm in a uh, new f uh, relationship where... <laughs> Everything is going well, and who shows up to comment <laughs> on all of our photos now and say that they want to beat the shit out of me, but Nicolina. I, I thought I was helping. I, I, but really, did you report that comment, or did Instagram actually, did you report it? I wish I would have. <laughs> okay, so Instagram did actually flag it out of nowhere like that's the most random thing you're a problem i guess i'm a problem so <laughs> you're on the watch list i'm on the i'm on instagram <laughs> welcome back to paranormal everyone where your uh your favorite spooky duo well soon to be trio uh, and we're here with some more uh scary spooky true ghost stories and uh, apparently just to give you some context to that conversation Steffi, who was recently on the podcast, who is now Cody Crane's future wife, um, posted a picture of herself and looking beautiful. And I commented on it just with fire emojis. And then she said, do you think my future husband, Cody Crane, would like this photo? And I said, he freaking better or else I'll fight him. And then they started they started responding to me, both of them actively engaging in my comment. And out of nowhere, I get this notification saying, you violated Instagram's community guidelines for violence and bullying. And I'm sitting there like, not realizing what I was like, did I say something on like a six buzz post about the convoy and like people are taking it personally and just reporting it? No, Cody Crane. They think I want to act actively fight Cody Crane. Honestly, not surprised. I mean, this has been going on for a while of just threatening. Threats. Threats. Yeah. yeah like, oh my Ongoing God. Threats. If you just <laughs> went through my photos on Instagram, you would see all of these hateful <laughs> comments by Nicolina. Anyway, so that's what that happened to me. So I, now I feel like I'm definitely on Instagram's watch list from like just being like politically, I don't know, involved and making comments about things because there's no way, there's no way that that comment would have gotten deleted otherwise or like flagged. Yeah, I don't know. I I have no idea how like, they do it these uh, days. But I, I do think I... I've seen worse and that's never gotten like that's I just can't imagine. I wrote on something like you killed it in this or whatever and it, uh -huh. it took that away. Oh. Okay, that makes me feel so better. There might be just keywords like fight or beat the shit out of <laughs> or <laughs> I didn't say beat the shit. <laughs> you said quote unquote if Cody doesn't like this picture. I'm going to kick the shit out of him, cut his throat, and throw his body into a ditch for Lauren Robbins to, to find with her psychic abilities.
Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, I deserved it if that's what I said. I now I feel like I don't remember now. And you wonder why Instagram banned you. <laughs> okay, well that being said, uh guys, this is the last episode um that Cody and I are going to do alone together. Alone together. <laughs> you make it sound so romantic. I know. <laughs> I've got like candles lit, you know. I've sprayed some perfume. So that that being said, uh we had a timely review come up. A five-star review from a listener named, well, their name is Kirky4 on Apple Podcasts. I don't know who it is, but uh, they're from the U.S. And they gave us a five-star review, which is super cool. Nice. Thank you. And they said, love this show. Love what Cody brings to the table. Please keep him forever. I love all three of y'all. So, of course, my response was to do an ironic poll asking people on Instagram whether they want Cody to stay forever, if we should keep him forever. And, you know, I thought everyone was just going to say yes, but someone, someone, one person said no. And I was like, how is this even possible? Who doesn't want Cody to stay? Honestly, I respect the honesty <laughs> and I'll, I'll go. I, uh, I don't need to be around, I guess. No, if we one need person, you to be around. If, if one, one person, person out of, me, no, that's not fair. That's, I don't, that's not how we run the show over here. Who knows? More people could have added to that poll with a no. No, there's no way. <laughs> well, it's down now. We're getting so. five-star reviews for you. We just discussed. Cody gets more five-star reviews on our podcast than he does his own, so. Yeah, no one gives me five stars on uh, my podcast. They don't, they don't bother. The next episode, you're going to have to come on and basically reintroduce Murray and uh, pass, I don't know, the torch on. Who? A little bit. Yeah, who? <laughs> it's been months. It's been years. Feels um, like years. Yeah, when did I start on here? October? October. Yeah, October. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, it's been four and a half months. Wow. Who would have thought? Who would have thought I'd be here this long? I didn't. I didn't, <laughs> think, you'd, I didn't think you'd stick it out this long, but... Um, With all of the violence and... Yeah, with threats. all the death threats. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the listeners that keep me going. <laughs> They're the ones with the goggles. Not me, not me. Just no. threatening you nonstop. Started with eye rolls. Look what it's led to. <laughs> did, did, did start there. I also, um, well, I was hoping that we would get our advertising funds paid out before you left so that we could give you some some compensation for your efforts but apparently that got delayed by two months this, this year so you just have to wait hopefully yeah, for 48 it. hours <laughs> well we'll get you a bottle of scotch or something instead <laughs> but yeah so uh anyway this episode is because it's cody's like a not unofficial last episode but unofficial last episode with me alone unless Marie's like yeah sorry my kid is crying I can't make a recording and then I'm like Cody please come back I uh I decided because he mentioned in our last episode that there was a lot of haunted theaters that uh we were gonna do an, an episode about about haunted theaters and uh we also discussed doing fuck Mary kills about the Oscars so I thought that was a perfect perfect time to incorporate the two 
That's true. Are we doing a horoscopes? We are. We're going to do horoscopes. I just wanted to introduce the the episode and what the theme was, and then then we can we can do horoscopes because I got yours ready right here. Oh, sorry. I'm Cody Crane. Oh yeah, and I'm Natalie Knight. <laughs> I did say we were welcome back to Paranormal. Sorry, yeah. I'm Nicolina, and that's Cody Crane. Uh, and we're gonna do we're gonna do horoscopes. I don't know who went first last time. Do you remember? No, I try to black these out. Mm-hmm. I think it was me. I think it's. I think I, it's your turn. I can go. I can mm-hmm. go. I'm all ready for you. Okay. Uh, boredom and restlessness may plague you today. You could feel the need to break loose from the ties that bind you to mundane affairs, to run away and seek adventure, although you aren't certain what kind of adventure. The walls may be closing around you at home and on the job. You might want to plan some kind of outing for an upcoming weekend in order to give yourself a needed break. Um, yeah, I mean, I kind of relate to the energy of that horoscope. I, I think that, um, did I plan something today? I feel like I did, but I don't remember what it was. But I will, I will say that, yeah, like I was kind of feeling a little bit um, bogged down by just having to do work today. I was considering taking a half day just for the sake of it. I didn't. I uh, stuck around, but I did start looking at my calendar for potential days to take off. So <laughs> well, that we'll resonates. Be having, we'll be having days off soon enough here. For March break or what? <laughs> yeah, for March break. We're, of course, high school kids. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're referring to. Why we got, no, why we Toronto Comic Con. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's days off. Oh, well, Not sorry. Me. It feels like work to you. I mean... It's on a weekend when I'm not usually working, so it's not like... It's an adventure, no? It is an adventure. It is an adventure, and I have considered spending the weekend in Toronto rather than going back and forth, so I may just, you know, crash at Cody's. Well, spring it on me right on the podcast, why don't you? No, we'll we'll probably get a hotel or something, but we'll probably swing by for some... Some games and drinks or something. Oh, my God. I think it's only right at this point. Yeah, I guess we'll hang out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, guys, we've never met in person. Like, Well, I mean, people can meet us in person at the same time as us meeting in person. Wouldn't th- that's some, right? that is, that's some shit. You were already talking about being there Saturday. I'll be lingering around there all weekend, just probably in the shadows. So if you guys want to see a slow motion running scene of me jumping, oh no, Cody jumping into my arms, then (laughs) you should be at Comic-Con in Toronto on Saturday, March uh, 19th. (laughs) And Sunday, March 20th. And Sunday, March 20th for his live show with Spooked and we'll be at the sonar booth uh, marie and i will be at the sonar booth for our podcast and maybe giving away merch but mostly just being there i'll have an, an exclusive <laughs> cody crane trading card and you don't want to miss out on that yeah it's already trending at about one million dollars so <laughs> yeah Beautiful. people just have word of it and you know yeah all right <laughs> uh so yeah i mean that kind of resonated with me i 
unfortunately didn't pursue any of what it said, but yeah. So yours. Yours is always money or love. Money or love. Okay. Worries I'm about holding money. a nickel right now. Does that count? Oh, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> Worries about money could be uppermost in your mind today. You may have suffered some financial setbacks and wonder how you can muster enough funds to get over the hump. However, help is on the way. An outside source could provide funds to tide you over. Whatever other problems you may have will be straightened out later. Your own in- ingenuity and a little help from your friends will probably see you through. Hey, I just offered you a cut of our ad, so there's that's something. That's true, and it is first of the month, so I suppose I just paid some rent. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess. Are you feeling like, stretched? Are you feeling? I'm not feeling stretched, but I've been seeing as my account's gone down. You know. Yeah. Fair because enough. I haven't been working. Right. For the last like two months mm-hmm. or so, right? Yeah. So I, I just watching my bank account roll downward. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But I'm not like. I'm thinking about it because it's going down. You never want to see it go down. You want to see it like stay even. At the stay even or yeah, 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 for sure. Um, but I'm not like, I'm not stretched. Okay. I wouldn't call myself stretched. I'm comfortable. I'm sitting pretty. I'm feeling sitting good. Pretty. Yeah. But I do have that big paranormal check coming in to <laughs> get my confidence wiggling. Beauty. You're, you're going to get a double check for your own podcast, plus like a 20% cut of ours. So Holy shit. That sound, and based off of what I heard, that's going to be $3,000. <laughs> might get $30. <laughs> so Feeling divided good. by 100, you will, yeah. Feeling good. It's okay. It's better than nothing, I guess. I think it probably, we should probably just buy you a bottle of scotch. It's probably more money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, we'll see. Anyway, so yeah, I don't know. That, I guess some of that was kind of true. Yeah, I suppose. You could look at it you deep could look enough at it. Yeah. to be true. Sure. Okay. Do we have any other updates from uh, our psychic readings to provide? Um, I actually, Thursday I go, I get put a heart monitor on me. They're going to see how the old ticker's working. Okay. okay. So, um, I mean, if you don't hear from me anymore on this podcast, it's not because Marie's here. It's because I'm dead. Beauty. Okay. <laughs> I'll be, uh, I'll be signing, uh, photocopies of my test results at the Toronto Comic Con. Those are going to be worth a lot one day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I die. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah, it said on the paper be. that this was coming. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know that Lauren said that March was going to be a big month for both of us. So mm-hmm. maybe, maybe, do you think Comic-Con could, could lead to that? Well, she said April. April was my... Okay, April for you. Okay. Yeah. April okay. was my time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to have. She said, if you have a new agent in March, then you'll have uh, a job in April. Okay, so we we got a couple months to kind of flesh that mm-hmm. out. Yes. All right. Cool. Well, moving on. Like I said, we are going. I'm going to do 
if we have time, I'm going to do two stories because they're not very long about two different theaters that are in LA. And I don't, I don't know if you've heard of them, but they're the ones that are predominantly known for being haunted. And the first one is the, so it was originally named Groman, Groman's Chinese Theater or the TCL Chinese Theater. Right. Yes. Yes. Okay. So that's what it's called now. So it's formerly known as Groman's Chinese Theater, now TCL Chinese Theater, and it's located on the historic Hollywood Walk of Fame. This lavish East Asian-themed megaplex opened in 1927 and gave new meaning to the term movie palace. Ringing temple bells, stone heaven dogs, and ornate lotus fountains flank the showstopper. A 30-foot-high pagoda made from stone and intricately detailed copper. The Chinese theater hosted the 1944, 1945, and 1946 Academy Award ceremonies, uh, but they're now held at the adjacent Dolby Theater, formerly known as the Kodak Theater. Mm-hmm. The original Chinese theater was commissioned following the success of the nearby Groman's Egyptian Theater. And it's since been home to many premieres, including the 1977 launch of George Lucas's Star Wars, as well as birthday parties, corporate junkets, and three Academy Award ceremonies, like I said. I like how it's like George Lucas's Star Wars and birthday parties. (laughs) Like, just... Like, yeah, I've had a birthday party at a theater, too, called Cineplex Odeon. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it wasn't saying George Lucas's birthday. It was just anyone's. Just anyone's. A seven-year-old kid's birthday party. Just It could pertain to the haunting. It doesn't. Oh. It doesn't. <laughs> but um, anyway, so like I said, what it was originally named Groman's, it was renamed Man's Chinese Theater in 1973. It lasted, that name lasted in 2001, after which it reverted to its original name. And then on January 11th, 2013, Chinese electronics manufacturer TCL Corporation purchased the facility's naming rights. Mm. In 2013, the Chinese theater partnered with IMAX Corporation to convert the house into a custom-designed IMAX theater. The newly renovated theater seats 932 people and features one of the largest movie screens in North America. It's sitting on the same complex as the Hollywood Wax Museum and lies along the storied Walk of Fame and stands opposite the infamously haunted Roosevelt Hotel. To top it off, it's a short walk from the bizarre, ghastly Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum. In other words, this is the epicenter of not just haunted Los Angeles, but all of haunted California. And the impressions on the Walk of Fame aren't the only ones that left an impression. The strange side of the TCL begins with the fact that the theater's founder and first operator, Sid Groman, constructed a system of hidden rooms and passageways within the theater's walls. These were once accessible by buzzers hidden in the walls that guests could ring to access the secret corridors. These mysterious passages and alarms have long been blocked off and built over, but employees say that the disembodied sounds of ringing, buzzers, and creaking doors still echo through the theater halls. Theater workers have reported many haunted happenings, from sudden pockets of cold air to unexplainable sounds and a creeping feeling of being watched when no one is around. Two entities make such regular appearances within the cavernous walls of the Chinese theater that employees refer to them on a first-name basis, Fritz and Annabelle. 
Annabelle is a little girl sometimes seen skipping down the halls in her rustling skirts. No one knows where she came from or how she wound up in the haunted Chinese theater. But she apparently haunts the curtains as well, which move and she tugs on them and pulls on them. And basically people see her just wandering around backstage. And then it's also believed that the spirit of a stagehand named Fritz, who hung himself behind the movie screen many years ago, is also felt backstage. And he basically uh, also moves the curtains and people see him moving around furniture and just kind of doing random stagehand type things in the back of the theater. It's got to suck to be like, I hate this job. I'm going to hang myself at work. And then you're stuck there forever. Yeah. And uh, then you're like in a reoccurring mode of being at your job. Mm-hmm. Also, it's, also, it's word that Annabelle skips around waiting for the next Minions movie. <laughs> Maybe, maybe. (laughs) So on top of this, visitors often mistake Fritz for a famous actor named Victor Killian. He was famous during the silent, uh, like silent movie period. And he was murdered in his apartment only a block from the Chinese theater in 1982. He apparently had struck up a conversation with a stranger at a nearby bar. And then they went back to Killian's apartment where it had been burglarized. And then they found him basically beaten to death um, at his home the following day at his apartment. And it's just located a block away from the Chinese theater. His killer was never found, but Killian um, has apparently never given up his pursuit of finding the man. And his ghost is seen walking the route from the Chinese theater to his old apartment over and over again, most likely hoping to find the murderer and hoping he'll return to the scene. I thought it said that Fritz, people mistake Fritz for this guy. Yeah, so basically there's, so people think that 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 Victor is Fritz, but it's actually just a separate ghost. Oh, so they're saying there's a ghost outside, there's a ghost inside. There's a ghost inside and there's a ghost outside, exactly. So they're not like inside and they see Fritz and they're like well that looks like Victor Victor Killian from Mary Hartman from the very random old (laughs) silent movie because everybody knows who that is I don't know why they would mistake it for that very niche uh time of theater but yes that that's I guess people just know who he is who go there so they they mistake him for Fritz. Anyway, so that was those are the those are the ghosts of uh, the Chinese theater, and there's not a ton of firsthand experiences from it. I mean, they do ghost tours, they do all of that, but there's not. They haven't done like um an episode of Ghost Hunters or anything that I could find from from that right. one. But it's just a recurring kind of known tale that the the workers know these people as the ghosts that haunt that area and inside the theater. The other one is the silent movie theater, and it is haunted by the ghosts of its first two owners, John Hampton and Lawrence Austin. John Hampton opened the silent silent movie theater in 1942, 15 years after a motion picture sound had been introduced in Hollywood. He started the theater with his own personal collection of silent films and sought to collect and restore the silent classics during a time when most studios were destroying their leftover silent prints. 
Hampton preserved thousands of films using toxic chemicals in his bathtub above the theater. So he lived above the theater and in film labs around the Hollywood area. In the process of saving many of these classic titles from extinction, Hampton exposed himself to dangerous toxins that would eventually prove fatal. In the late 1970s, Hampton and his wife Dorothy announced that the proprietor had contracted cancer from many hours of chemical exposure, and he died in 1990. The theater reopened in 1991 under a new proprietor, Lawrence Austin, but it wasn't long before tragedy struck the silent movie theater again. In 1996, Austin became the target of a murder plot, which was conspired by his live-in companion and theater projectionist James Van Sickle, also a beneficiary of the theater uh, corporation. Austin was shot and killed on January 17, 1997, in the lobby by a 19-year-old gun-for-hire Christian Rodriguez during a screening of a Larry Seaman comedy short. Rodriguez and Van Sickle were both convicted and sentenced to life in prison. This was a whole uh, murder mystery kind of deal. Yeah, whole murder mystery. Also, the movie that was playing didn't seem important, but gave you an excuse to say semen. (laughs) It did. Mm -hmm. Thank you for pointing that out. Uh, (laughs) I feel like you added that part and made that part up. You're right. I did. (laughs) So now it's under the operation of a third proprietor, Charlie Lustman. The silent movie theater is known to be haunted by the spirits of its two former owners. The first proprietor, Hampton, regularly haunts the upstairs lounge, which used to be his and Dorothy's apartment for over 45 years. And the second, Austin, has also made his, uh, the theater his post-mortem stomping ground. So on the evening of January 17th, 1997, when Austin was greeting guests per usual in the theater, unbeknownst to him, one of the greeted guests was the hired hitman, 19-year-old Christian Rodriguez. Before the second short film was about to start, Rodriguez entered the lobby claiming he wanted to purchase some tickets for a future show. He approached Austin, who was sitting in the ticket booth, and shot him in cold blood. The mystery was unraveled by the LAPD, which revealed Austin's young lover was set to inherit a million from the theater owner upon his death and hired Rodriguez to murder him. Since his death, some claim to see a large red blood stain appear, then disappear where Austin was killed. Austin's passion for the historic theater is believed to be the reason his ghost continues to linger the premises. Mr. Mr. Ghost, Mr. (laughs) Austin's ghost has also been seen after hours loitering in the hall in the lobby by employees over the years it is also believed that the projection booth is haunted by the ghost of the former projectionist uh austin's lover who contracted the killing although it's quite possible that the second ghost is actually of john hampton the original owner who used to live on the second floor as i mentioned earlier Regardless, the whole scandalous affair between Austin and the former projectionist has forever scarred this theater. Lussman also said that the silent movie theater has a special connection to Halloween. So he says that he reopened the theater on Halloween night in 1999 after John Hampton, the original owner, spoke out to me while he was trying to, um, while he was out riding one day on his way to get a falafel sandwich seven months earlier. 
So I don't that was a weird detail he included. And uh, that yeah, you so included. So you I did not. I did sandwich. not make that up. I swear. Now, this movie theater is also in the fifth episode of season 14 of Ghost Adventures. The crew arrive in sunny Los Angeles to investigate the infamous silent movie theater. And uh, Zach delves deep into a famous murder, learns of like that. That was the murder that he learned about. And here is kind of what the investigation found. So visual sightings that they saw. Mike sees the dark silhouette of a figure walk through a doorway. They hear unexplained whispering. The spirit box voices say yes. So they pick up someone saying yes in the spirit box. Uh, The apparition they saw, the thermal cam picks up a heat signature on one of the seats that seems to show an unknown entity sitting down. There's a scraping sound that keeps happening, but I feel like in every ghost hunting experience, there's always like a scraping sound in the background from like the the stuff that they're using to record. I don't know. I just think that it's the recording device half the time. (laughs) And then physical contact and energy goes towards Zach and makes him want to run away. And then another apparition physical contact at the same time as Zach, I guess Billy feels something on felt something on his neck. The kinetic camera captures a tiny figure touching his neck. Billy then sees something moving down the hall, then more unexplained noises, footsteps, an object was thrown, squeaking sound times five, and they smell, Aaron and Billy smell a bad rotten egg smell while they're there, which usually is, isn't that signs of a demon? Yeah, it's the falafel sandwich. (laughs) Uh, No, yes, that's what they say is... um... Sulfur, right? Sulfur, yeah. And that's the mm-hmm. bad rotten egg, right? And the and then Zach sees a glowing face in the theater. Uh, the spirit box voices hear the name Peter and an unexplained man's voice and then the words cancer. Then the puck device hears the word Larry and memories. Then the camera in the theater captured a large orb following Zach and then moves it moves away. And at the same time, Zach feels his right arm vibrating. The kinetic camera captures a quick white flash over his arm. Everyone feels an icy cold energy. And at the same time, Aaron feels a cold pocket of air. The kinetic camera captures a figure next to him that appears to try and put one of the seats in the upright position. And one of the EVPs overhears someone saying, help me. This seems like a jam-packed episode. I know. So if anyone wants to watch that episode to get more clarity on all of these, then feel free to do so. Uh, Unfortunately, this is a podcast and we do not have that ability to show. (laughs) But yeah, that was the only, like I said, there weren't a lot of investigations done, but that investigation kind of revealed quite a bit. And um, I wanted to kind of share all of the things that were unearthed from that one. Yeah, I mean that seems like a uh, it seems like we have a lot of entities going around that old mm-hmm. theater um including demons. Do demons come yes. from Yes. <laughs> I where do they manifest from? Huh. I mean I I think a lot of people 
have come to the conclusion of uh, kind of like being attracted to negative energy. So yeah. just coming because of that. I'm just wondering because like maybe the demon was there before. Maybe the demon was. Has always been there. Has always been there. If like, you know, this guy's lover turned on him and wanted to kill him for a million dollars. There was murder. Yeah. I just find that very odd. Mm -hmm. And if there was already a demon present at the theater or negative energy at the theater that could have impacted that person's kind of personality. Yeah, that's I, don't know. I mean, that's entirely possible. I think it's, it seems like this theater has a lot going on. The other one was like, yeah, this little girl, who knows yeah, how she Yeah, a little girl, stagehand. Skipping yeah, around, but, stagehand. I mean, there was murder involved, but it was more outside the theater, not within it. So yeah, different. There was no murder in the theater. There was just a guy outside of the theater. Lingering around trying to find his, his but killer. But there's also people dressed as spider-man outside that theater so (laughs) there are yes are they demons yeah that's the question check under those masks lift the head of buzz lightyear is it a demon inside you might get arrested but yeah don't don't it'll be worth it (laughs) don't uh touch those people i mean (laughs) yeah don't yeah, maybe even they 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 take pictures with your kids, I guess, but like don't give a lot of trust to them. <laughs> no. I don't like that. I don't like things in mass. I hated Disneyland for that reason. Well, that's a different thing. Those people are getting paid. The people outside of the That's true. Chinese they're looking theater, for your money. Yeah, they, that's true. Yeah, they're not getting paid. I think they're I don't even know if some of them ask for money. They're just there cuz they're alone and bored. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. Cody's going to be there in t- two weeks. Yeah. Like, oh, things after Comic-Con, things are spiraling out of control <laughs> for me. I'm going to be outside of a Chinese theater dressed as a pancake or something. Not have even you a been, specific character. Have you been to LA? Have you been to any of these spots before? Because I haven't. No, I've never been to L.A., uh, but I know, I definitely know the Chinese theater. Whenever you see, like, an outside shot of, like, Jimmy Kimmel and they're doing, like, outside interviews, they're usually across from that theater. Right, 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 and, right, right. And a lot of premieres happen at the Chinese theater, too. Like, it, that one's very known. I don't and know the And birthday parties. <laughs> and birthday parties. Yeah, I believe uh, all of the hot stars had birthday parties at the theater mm-hmm. all right yeah so i don't know it's possible that there was a demon already in there if like nefarious things started happening post theater yeah that's i'd like to know what happened how how that happened because it doesn't say that um he create he didn't build the theater no also- he just seemed to have acquired this spot this space previously he also did it 20 years after sound was in movies. 15 years after. 15 years after? Yeah. Yeah, this, so in 1942. So, f- yeah. This guy was an original hipster. He was... He was. He, he was, was like, the original hipster. He was like your sure. friend that's like, oh, I'm going to uh, BMV to get DVDs. And you're like, what? Yeah. Streaming now. What are you he talking about? He wanted to preserve those silent films. Yeah. 
What are you talking about? No one wants this. Who kills themselves for this? He killed, he literally, like, killed himself from toxins used. And by the sounds of it, it wasn't like he didn't know they were toxins. He knew, and he was just like, fuck it. It's worth it. It's worth the silence. Yeah. Which is like, I mean, what did he have that idea before entering the theater, or did he get that idea after? The worst part about movies is the noise. Yeah, I wish all movies would just shut up. (laughs) But what I'm trying to say here is that if I wonder if this like demon that could have been there compelled this man to like be obsessive and use these chemicals and eventually leading to his demise. You're accusing possession. I'm accusing, yeah, like I'm, I'm accusing some sort of demon entity, negative entity of, of like compelling these people to do shit that's detrimental to them. Yeah, well, I mean, it probably left poison to the people watching it, too. That's true. That's like, true. Everyone has asbestos now. Yeah. I didn't, I originally was like, it's probably asbestos, but I, it doesn't say anywhere that it's asbestos. It's, it's something else, I think. Well, we both came to the same conclusion. We so. did. We did both come to the same, but I believe that asbestos is used in building materials and not cleaning films. For now. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. That's my thoughts on potentially what's going on at the silent movie theater. I mean, I don't like to usually come to conclusions on things that are unknown but case solved case closed open and shut case let's get a shawarma let's go get a falafel (laughs) speaking of cases and detectives have you seen the movie kid detective with adam brody no it is fucking great what is that a five-year-old detective so I mean this is completely not really off topic but I love Adam Brody and we're talking about film and talking about murders and detective shit so why not Um, he is basically a detective in high school or elementary school he's like 13 years old or whatever and he's he he is taking like little cases like cats gone missing or uh, money is taken from the lunch uh, like charity box or whatever and then he's like super, I guess he cracks some like case and he gets famous around town like as like this kid detective. And then years and years go by, he still has this like detective, private detectives like place that he work, like, he works as a private detective, but no one uses him for anything serious. So people are just asking for silly things like, hey, can you get find out where my cat went or whatever. So he's not making much money, he's not getting much notoriety and he's like kind of down on his luck and um, feels kind of... And then the the funny part is that because he was so well-known as a kid, the ice cream place down the street said, oh, you get free ice cream for the rest of your life. But now that he's like 33 years old and like walks into this ice cream parlor, the owner's like, are you for fucking real? I still have to give you this ice cream for free. (laughs) Um, So anyway, it just goes through that. And then a girl comes into his office, office and is like, my boyfriend was killed. I need you to solve this murder. And then he's like, okay. And then that spirals into like a real, a real murder case that he actually has to investigate. 
it comes for full circle at the end. It's pretty good. Adam Brody does a great job. So I recommend people. If you haven't seen it, it's on Crave. I don't know what the American version of that. HBO, I, like, what's, what, is that it? Like HBO Max or something? Hulu, maybe. Hulu. Hulu? Some, yeah, yeah, one of those. Um, is it like uh, Ace Ventura Jr. Pet Detective starring some kid doing a Jim Carrey impression? No. Oh. There's, no. It's not, it's funny, but not intentionally funny. It's a dark comedy, I would I, say. I was in a Secret Santa in high school, and the budget was $20, and in the $5 bin was Ace Ventura Jr. Pet Detective. <laughs> so I bought four copies of them and wrapped them stacked as my Secret Santa gift. Worst. Who got it? I got out of there. <laughs> if you do something dastardly like that, you better get out of there. That's incredible. You don't oh. you don't tie the uh, <laughs> the lady to the train tracks and stay and watch. You get right. out of there. You're right. You're right. One hundred percent right. Um, okay, so like I said, Oscars are at the end of this month. I wanted to do an Oscars fuck Mary kill with Cody. So I've got I've got a number of the uh, nominees here. Do you want me to go first? Um, I'll say before this, uh-huh. I didn't check the Oscars, like who was nominated. Nominated? Yeah, me until, either. And I was surprised by some. I'd seen some of these movies. Um, others, I was like, I haven't heard of this. I haven't heard of this person. Agreed. A lot of the supporting roles, I was like, I have no idea who these people are. Not a clue. So, yeah. I mean, maybe some of the ones you're going to give me as options, I won't know. I don't know. I tried to keep them as A-list as I could. Okay. Well, shoot. Okay. So, I'm going to go with Javier Bardem, Jessica Chastain, Mm -hmm. and Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, okay, Javier Bardem was on mine. Um, uh, I just wanted to say his name. Yeah, Javier Bardem, that was one of the movies I had seen. I, I saw <laughs> that one on Amazon. Oh, right. Um, right. And I was surprised to see him on there. Like, I didn't think anything it about was... the movie. Right, right. I was like, okay. I yeah, was surprised that's... to see a West Side Story nominees, like a remake. Well, that one's good. I saw I didn't it. see it. Is it good? Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. I saw that with Steffi. We went VIP. Oh, nice. Yeah. We we must have known in December we were destined for this Destined love. to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Javier Bardem. Jessica Chastain and Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. There's something about... Jessica Chastain that I'm not impressed with. Uh-huh, I feel you. I can, I, yeah, that's fair. Javier Bardem is probably my favorite actor of everyone. Okay, okay. Um, not this role. This was fine. No? Okay. This was fine. What a, just a boring story. Yeah, that's fair. Um, oh God, this one is, this is tough. I think I'll uh, I'll marry um, Javier Bardem 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. He he does seem like he plays some characters that are unsavory. Very unsavory, yes. But he seems in real life to be quite warm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, and I want to be captured in his warm embrace. <laughs> Uh, and then I will sleep with Jessica Chastain. And That's fair. I will kill yeah. Doctor Strange. <laughs> um, I think I would reverse Javier and Benedict. You would kill Javier. Javier Bardem. His voice drives me up the goddamn wall. Really? Yeah. You don't like No Country for Old Men? No, I don't know what it is. It's just, I I think he's a great actor. I do. But like his voice just is like nails on a chalkboard to me. Really? Yep. That's how I feel. I uh, I don't feel that way. I do think Benedict Cumberbatch is odd. I do find him odd. Um, I find... Javier also slightly odd. I don't know. He just seems in a like different a, way. In a different way. He seems like a warm young man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's much I, older than me. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. That's just how I feel about it. All right. Here's mine. Okay. Kristen Stewart. Again? I, she's Yeah, she's made the list again. Ugh, well, I okay. was going to put Javier, but now I... Okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Denzel Washington. Okay. Hmm. Oof. This is hard. Mm-hmm. You want to like Will Smith more you than you actually to. would. You want, yeah. I, mm, but he does seem like a nice guy. Yeah, but he's a Scientology guy, right? Oh, true. Okay, so he's definitely not marrying him. And also his relationship with Jada Pinkett Smith is fucking weird to me. Um, just based on the pure fact that everybody knows about their lives and their relationships so much more than needed. Like, I just don't give a fuck if you have an open marriage. Stop talking about it. And she she was with... Her, their son's friend. Their son's friend, yeah. Yeah, but, like, even besides that, like, I just don't... I don't care. Do what you want to do. You don't need to bring it to red circle table talk or whatever the hell that is every <laughs> single time something happens. Well, you and don't need to marry Will Smith then because you can he's in an open relationship. So the other option is is uh, realistic sleep. and available. Okay. Okay. <laughs> in this scenario, Denzel Washington I lo- I like him in movies, but I don't think I'd like him. I feel like he's too serious for me. I don't think I'd enjoy being married to him. Right. And I feel like he's just out of my age range for sleeping with. Okay. So I might have to kill Denzel. Is he not the same age as Will Smith? 
No, I think he's a little bit older. You think so? He's uh, 67. Yeah. He's older than Will Smith. Will Smith's 84. He's 53. <laughs> 84. Yeah, so, Denzel's older than I thought. Okay, so... You know what? There was a time where I found Will Smith really attractive, so I'm just going to sleep with Will Smith. When he was the genie? No, it was <laughs> w- way before that. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to sleep with Will Smith. I'm going to kill Denzel. He is the oldest of the group. I'm so sorry. Uh, and that makes me a horrible person, like as if the elderly just deserve to to kick the bucket, like, every time. I I married the oldest of my group. You did. You did. I mean, if you married Denzel, you'd be close to his money. <laughs> you would yeah. be close to his rich fortunes. That's true. That's true. I feel like it's, like, the opposite as Will Smith. Like, I love Will Smith's, like, old movies and everything and his older work. Not necessarily a lot of his, like, newer stuff or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like I love so much Will Smith, but I I I don't I don't know if I would like him. Him. Mm-hmm. Whereas Denzel, I always when I was young, I found a lot of his stuff boring. A lot of his movies he was in. And That's maybe, why I mean I think he's so serious. I don't know if I could take him in marriage. Well, I I think I would like him more than I like his movies. Although I I do like his. I think I like more of them. Now, for some reason, as a kid, the only or like Denzel movie I liked was John Q, and I just watched it a lot as a kid. That is such such a boring movie. Yeah, I, I love to me hospital anyway. waiting rooms. I find them so exciting. Okay, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, no, I don't. I don't know, but I. So, who would you? What would you do? You love Kristen Stewart. Do I love Kristen Stewart? I think you do. In past episodes, you have loved Kristen Stewart. I stood up for her. I said that she's uh, she's been into some good stuff. I mean, Robert Pattinson, of course, is Batman now, and he's been taking off a little more than Kristen. I've been following the three. I love Robert Pattinson. If you had inc- if he was included on this list, I would have. Well, too bad he wasn't nominated for an Oscar, or he would have. Yeah, Taylor bad. Lautner certainly not. He's just showing up in Adam Sandler movies now. I don't know. I it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. I of all the people in this list, Denzel, Will, and Kristen Stewart. I find Kristen Stewart the the weirdest to be nominated for an Oscar. That's all I gotta say. Will Smith seems out of nowhere for me nowadays, so that one's weird. Denzel was in that, like, Macbeth movie or something? I don't know. I thought it was a play that they just filmed and put on screen. Like, I I didn't understand it. I don't know. I haven't watched anything. What have I watched this year? I've watched the Scream movie. I've watched Jackass. Clearly, I'm a movie, movie critic over here with my choice genre choices. I'm seeing Batman on Friday. Steffi and I saw last Friday, uh, Marry Me. How was that? Um, J-Lo and Owen Wilson. Yeah, how was it? I cried. (laughs) You cried? Um, It had my my co-star and ghosts in it, Utkarsh. Oh, wow. That's so fun. Uh, Yeah, it was good. It was a good time, though. Um, no, it's no Batman, probably, but 
had some good J-Lo tracks. Did it? Yeah. New? New J-Lo tracks or throwbacks? I think they're all new, yeah, for the movie. Wow. Yeah. Marry me, marry me, say yes. Marry How do you feel about Ben and Jen? Because yes. I'm per- personally loving it. Batfleck and Jen? Ben and Jen, yeah, Batfleck and Jen. Two Leos back in love, rekindled their... I'm all for it, but let's not forget about that back tattoo. Who's Ben Affleck's. Do you not remember it? I don't know. I don't remember it. Really? Google it. No, I really don't. Get a live reaction right now for the podcast. Google Ben Affleck's (laughs) back tattoo. It will shock you if you... Like, you've never seen it, clearly, because... (gasps) Oh, my fucking God. Yeah. When did... You would never forget this if you saw it. When did he get that? It's been, like, a couple years now, for sure. Why does it have so many colors? It's like a big dragon or something, right? What is that representing? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Are you still for the relationship? I mean, at least it's on his back. She doesn't have to see it when she's, you know, getting getting jiggy with it. We don't know how they do it. We don't. We don't. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. Okay. Okay, Ben. I mean, he's done more questionable things than that. Uh, But the back tattoo is just a weird one. Just not on brand, really. (laughs) I just, um, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for the future of this podcast and what, you hear that? I'm like, Marie? What are you what are you doing here? Wait, you're pointing to the well in my living room? Why are you doing that? No, you're picking me up? She's throwing me down the well Guys, Cody's gone. Forever. Well guys, I guess that's it. We'll I'll report back next week with Marie and uh, maybe I can get him out of the well if not. Cody's gone. Goodbye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar.